so much for joining us on the Perfectly Blended Podcast. This podcast is for blended families, for couples that want to strengthen their marriage and want a brighter future. Perfectly Blended exists to break the stigma of divorce, drop the shame and guilt holding you back, and equip marriages to thrive instead of just survive. We believe all that is possible in this life is based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. You know, we all deal with anger, and it's, we all deal with it in a different way. But I know one thing, especially me personally, I'm always looking for new ways to cope with the way that anger builds up in my life. That's why we're red today. It's red for anger. That's so funny. Yeah. You want to say anything before we get started? No. <laughs> She's like, I have a lot to say about anger because I used to be a very angry person. Yeah. As many people that used to know me, a lot of people that currently know me, really don't understand they know that i can be pretty direct sometimes but you are one of the few <laughs> people that knew me back then and um i was a very very hateful angry person so yeah. god god changed me so he did big time i think a, a lot of times too when we have anger in our lives we uh, it's followed up with immediate justification you know, when we do get angry, we're like, well, I'm justified. I have the right to be angry. Mm-hmm. And that is an emotion that you do have the right. I think the way that we deal with it, though, is almost always wrong in the way that we deal with the, that emotion of anger. So and we just thought that would be really important today to really kind of talk about the ways that we can process and handle and really, you know, work through the anger that's in our lives. Because it not only makes you a better, stronger person. I mean, we talk about taking our faith, our family, and our future to the next level. It doesn't only do that, but it also can help your relationships get much better, stronger, and deeper. Yeah. And, you know, and it really just, it teaches you to be more like the turtle on Kung Fu Panda. I love that guy. <laughs> so Ma- Master Christie's Ugwe. Dream. Master Ugwe. I want, I want to be like him so bad. <laughs> Master Ugwe. I do. Okay. So we're going to kick it off with number one. And the first thing is drop the control. Yeah. So a lot of times if you really do a heart check or really are not in denial and take a step back and say, why am I so upset about this? It's because you want to control the outcome of it. Mm. I know one of the biggest healing things for me was um, going through, working through the 12 steps and understanding and really accepting that the other person is allowed to feel however they want to feel. Perception is reality to them. And in certain situations, if someone disagrees with me, they're allowed to disagree with me. And that has really helped me uh, learning how to control my anger, mature as a person and really open my eyes to other people's opinions and loving people regardless. So even if they're getting defensive about something, um, loving them through it. So Mm. a lot of times it's because we want to control and we're listening to um, not to respond, but to what's the phrase To, to listen. Okay, wait a minute. Say that again. Listen to respond, but not to... I don't remember. I don't remember either. It's a little bit of wisdom there. Not listening to understand, but listening to respond. I think that's like you're just waiting for your turn to talk. And um, it's because we want to control the outcomes of things. We want to make sure the other people, we want to convince them to see things our way. Or we want to control the situation. That's why some in recovery, it's like accepting the things that you can't control. 
And as soon as you embrace that and say, okay, I can't control that, you're, it's much more peace. You just get a lot more peace over the situation. Yeah, frustration comes from, like like she said, we're trying to control the outcomes of everything around us. And then in, and in not being able to do that, because ultimately we're really not in control. We know God's in control. And in doing that causes frustration, and frustration leads to anger. We can we can relate that to so many things, right? We can le- relate that to our marriages. We can relate that to our relationship with our children. You know, they're not doing anything. It's so funny. I remember, and I know Chrissy does too, there's so many times before people have children, they're like, my kids will not act like that, okay? First off, my kids will never eat gluten or chicken nuggets or sugar. They'll never have any of that stuff. I right. love it. Even when, even when the kids are like two and three years old, they think because they have kids, they're like, my kids, when they get to be that teenager age, yep. will never act like that. And I crack <laughs> up. Because yeah. even two or three year olds, they're kind of like little, they still do what you say. Yeah. You know? Until They'll say 15. no and you smack their hands and then they cry <laughs> and then, you know, whatever. But teenagers, <laughs> oh man. So I love it. So that can build up anger because you're, you feel like you should be able to control the outcome of that, yeah. of your children, even of your spouse. You're like, I've done so much for this person. I'm doing this. And why are they being mean to me? Why are they doing these things? So now I have the right to be angry. In all reality, we need to drop the control. We need to realize that we're not in control of the, all of the outcomes in our lives. We're in control only of our own selves and our own actions. And that includes our anger. And if we're willing to step back a second and say, you know what? I got to let this control go. Like, I don't have to care so much about the outcome of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I just need to care more about the person. Okay, but let's just be honest. Most of the time when we get angry, we're angry at someone else. And then we we, we act a specific way. And then we're later, we're angry with, angry with ourselves because of the way we acted. And that's typically the cycle that we jump in when it comes to being angry. Well, and it comes from pride or insecurity. Yeah, it always does. So if you're really being honest with yourself, that's really what it comes from is you're trying to control a situation because we're living in fear or we um, are extremely insecure about something or it's a pride issue and someone is doing something that goes against what we feel is right or um, something that we're insecure about ourselves and we don't want to appear inferior or weak. So, and that, is control, but control a lot of times the roots of that are pride or insecurity. It's one of the two. Yeah. So you don't have to like him or it doesn't matter whether you like him or not, not like him. Ben Shapiro said something a long time ago and it's actually a joke around our home is we, I already know what he's going to say. We always say facts don't Don't care care about about your your feelings. feelings. Right. (laughs) And that is funny to us because it's so easy to get emotionally involved with our feelings and arguments and in discussions because, and all it really honestly is, is we're trying to control what the other person is saying or not saying. And we won't want them to think that way. And we want to make sure that we're so, and I, 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 early on in our relationship and our marriage, Christy's like, don't be trying to pull your salesman stuff on me. Right. And she's like, you're, (laughs) she's like, you're always trying to convince me of something. And in my own mind, and this is, the, this is the funny way that it works. In my own mind, I wasn't trying to convince her. I just wanted her to see it from my point of view, which is trying to convince her. Ultimately, that's what it is. And it Not would get frustrating. Always. You know, but that's the way that it is. understand you. Understand. 
It is, but it's still yeah. the same. It's still, I care so much about the outcome. I cared so much that you see it the way that I see it. So you mm-hmm. understand me the way that I am. And it was, it was so much not about that, mm-hmm. that it was about just her understanding and knowing who I am inside. And I think that's when I say that we need to care more about the person than we do about the outcome. When it comes to anger, it's easy because we feel frustrated and angry that we just get too involved in those. And we're not caring more about the facts. We're caring more about the way that it makes us feel. So. Yeah. And I mean, it's, if you're being, you know, you're maturing as a person though. Like if someone says I've, I've come such a long way and I it actually feels so good because someone says something. And I remember what the old Christie used to do. Like she used to punch them in the face or, or just get in an argument with them. And now it's like someone says something. And even my team at work, if we're all in a team meeting, and I'll say something and then another one of my employees will say something back to me. It's mm-hmm. funny because people, everyone will like look at me <laughs> and I'll be like, no, that's actually true. What you're saying is actually valid. That's factual. So I agree with that. And if you actually hear what the person's saying and is it true, is it factual, then apologize if you're wrong. Yeah. And it's so much more freeing. And so I, I, you just have so much more peace about it when you're just like, it's if you're right, you're right. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Who cares? I'm human. You don't think I'm ever going to be wrong, you know? And then people will laugh about it, but it's true. And if you put like a light spin on that, stop taking yourself so seriously. I still have lots of work to do in this area. Some days I am just like home (laughs) and other days I'm not, but it's what we do consistently that counts. So am I consistently more so than not keeping not caring about the control and actually listening to other person and hearing what they're saying and is it factual then I'm doing well and I need to just go off of that we can't be so hard on ourselves and if we always remember just to put a light spin on it like okay I'm wrong I'm not always gonna be right you know everyone will laugh and it'll lighten the situation yeah, control's a hard thing. We always try to control. And especially I, I'm sorry, especially for women. I think we're more controlling than men. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, and I'm sorry if that offends women out there. But the majority of women that I've been around, including myself, we liked we're, you know, planners and we like to have plans and we like to have checklists. Not all women, okay. So don't don't send me any hate mail or anything. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, we like to be like boom, 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 boom about stuff. And if something throws my plans off, like if I have a whole agenda, let's just say agenda. If I have a whole agenda for the day planned out, we're going to go here, we're going to go here, we're going to go here. And something comes in to throw it off. I'm like, like I, I seriously, and that's control. It is control. control. I, I have to be like, okay, this is what, God, this is what God had played for my day. <laughs> like, <laughs> and years ago, used to get so heated. Yeah. So mad. Like and some... Sarah wants you to know that she likes your nails. Are they Christmas nails, Christy? They weren't supposed to be, but I'm not kidding you. Like when she got done doing these, I was like, oh, it's like Christmas. <laughs> like that. And she's like, they are. And I'm like, yes, red and gold. It's like Christmas to me. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and if you don't know Christy, it's by far her most favorite time of year. Mm, so. mm, mm, you like mm. yourself some Christmas girl? <laughs> uh, fires in the fireplace, yeah. hot chocolate, watching a Christmas movie, and it can be a Hallmark one, don't care, and wrapping gifts in the living room is ultimate 
Mm. Is it not? It is, but I don't I don't need the cold or the snow. Sorry, Sarah. I know you love that stuff. Oh, no. Not mm. for me. I could have all that with a palm tree in my living room. Like, honestly. Like, I, even a fire at that point, I don't care. Like, it doesn't even matter. Okay, so moving on. All yeah, right, Mo- moving on to number two. Number two, number two, number two. Disengage. Yes, and this has been, this, this kind of, like, slides under control a little bit, only because a lot of times when someone comes at us, and they want to try to prove their point to us. We want to try to control the outcome. We have to learn to disengage from that. And a lot of people are, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? That if they're not in a place to hear another point of view, and you know if the person is irrational, irrational or if they're just closed-minded when it comes to that, don't waste your energy or your time trying to convince them to even see your side or show them how they may be wrong um, because they're not going to hear it. And all it's going to do is upset you and disturb your peace. It's okay if you don't, you don't have to attend every argument that you're invited to. Mm, And that has been a very powerful quote to me that Mm. I have, I've really clung to because I'm really one of them people that if there's if there's an injustice that's being done or something wrong, if I'm wrong and someone comes up to me and they're like, no, you really need to hear me out. I I want to hear that because I really want to be right. I really want to do what's right. I really want to know what's right. And if someone can prove to me that they're that I'm wrong and what they're I want to know that and I want to change. But not everybody's at that level yet. And so it's not your job to fix people. And you don't have to, I mean, my favorite, I wish I would have had you get a clip of that movie where the he, Vince Vaughn is like, I'm shutting down. I'm shutting down. I'm trying to explain to her what the game is. She won't listen to me. Four Christmases. So I'm shutting down. Yeah. And that's, that's, it was, that is so funny to me because you just need to disengage. And I actually say that now. I'm like, I'm disengaging. <laughs> I'm disengaging. I'm not doing it. We have to be real about the relationships that we have, though. Like, you can give yourself, you can understand disengagement by, one, I need separation from whatever the relationship is. I don't care if it's with a person or a yeah. thing, yeah. right? Yeah. If something is frustrating Facebook. you. Facebook. Mm. I know quite a few people right now Preach that have it. put themselves in Facebook jail. I know, but those people, there's people on the other side of those words, which yeah. really makes me mad. So anyway, so let's not even go down that rabbit trail. So, but the point is, is disengaging is we know that we can give ourselves space and then come back, right? Understanding that having enough of, um, you know, understanding of yourself, having, having that ability to do that and saying, you know what, I'm disengaging from this in this moment or being in a relationship with somebody in a marriage and saying, look, I need to disengage from this right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that we're going to disengage. I'm not going to come back. We're not going to finish. It means I don't want to get angry. Anger never solves anything. No. Anger can can have its own healthy benefits to certain things. But when it comes to relationships with you and something else or someone else, anger never solves any problems whatsoever. So we have to understand we either need to disengage for a little while or maybe there is a person or a thing that you are completely always angry with no matter what in this. And maybe you need to disengage permanently. And that's called healthy boundaries. We have to understand ourselves. We really have to understand ourselves and be truthful. Don't make it worse than what it is. Just make it what it is and say, I need to disengage. I need to take time to step back. And then I need to re-engage to solve the problem at hand because that's usually where the anger comes from. This is what cracks me up 
about Facebook. Okay. I'm super proud of myself because people that post like mean, hateful things on Facebook, I want to engage so bad in comments to them. And, um, it, it does you no good. So if someone posts something on Facebook in a loving way and they're opening open to having a debate about it, that's great. I'm all for spreading positivity on Facebook. Like I like posting positive quotes. I like posting things maybe that will inspire people. Mm -hmm. Um, but what cracks me up is the people that post, um, uh, controversial things in like a mean way. It cracks me up because they are only doing it for one of two reasons. Number one is to get all the people that already agree, agree with them that they know to like them, like, and, and comment on it. Like, Oh, you're so awesome. You're so right. And it feeds their ego a little bit and makes them feel better. Or because they want an argument. They want to argue with someone. They want to bash somebody. And to me, that's just, it's so weak and it's so just childish that um, I don't need to engage myself in that. Mm -hmm. And when I'm spreading positivity on Facebook or positive things like, hey, do your research when it comes to voting. Don't vote for off of a person. Vote off of what the party stands for. Do you agree with abortion? Okay, which party is more against abortion? You know, things like that. That's trying to encourage people and educate people to do their own research. Don't just go out and vote because they're like, well, I didn't like what this one person said in 1981, so I'm going to vote for the other person. I don't care what they stand for. That's, that, that is not inviting an argument on. That's just saying, do your research. Educate yourself. And then whatever you choose to vote for, then do that. But don't go on and bash everyone else that disagrees with you. It's just don't engage, especially on social media. Especially, I saw a thing the other day on Facebook, which I loved. It said, if you have a problem with me, call me. If you don't have my number, that means you don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I thought that was pretty powerful, actually. Yeah. yeah, so I know a while ago, somebody posted something on our Facebook page, and Christy deleted it. And I'm like, you deleted it? Yeah. Like, wow. But it's actually like, yeah, why not? It's my Facebook page. Like, why not? Right. And that's a form of disengagement. Like, I'm not going to allow this person to bait or, no. you know, try and get me to gaslight. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Right. So we have to know how to disengage, right? Properly disengage. And sometimes that takes a massive amount of boldness. Sometimes you have to delete, delete a comment. Sometimes you got to walk away from a conversation or unfollow people. You can right. do that on Facebook. You yeah. can just unfollow them. You don't unfriend them. Yeah. You don't follow them. And then they never know. It's a passive way of disengaging. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Number three. Moving on. Number three. It is develop your communication. Develop your communication. I love all three of these points because your mental health, what's something that we haven't um, really hit home with on here is your mental health is so important. And being able to learn how to control, like God gave us the emotion of anger. Um and it can be good because we get angry about injustices in the world where we get angry, you know, about sex trafficking. We get angry about those things. And then we are supposed to take positive movement and cause positive momentum from that, from that emotion, but not react in hate, which is a sin or um, cutting other people down or anything like that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Mm. Only love can do that or light can do that. That darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Martin Luther King said that. And it's so true. You need to learn how to develop your communication um, skills. If you, the only way that you know how to communicate when someone disagrees with you is to get louder or to yell or to start hitting below the belt, 
you really have a lot of growing to do. And I personally, there's always going to be, if you get to a point in your life where everyone that you're around never makes you angry, you're probably not growing anymore too. So when you get around other people or something happens that's rubbing you the wrong way, it's like, okay, what in this situation, I need to self-reflect. What in this situation is causing me to be so upset? Yep. And also, <clears throat> how do I need to grow out of this situation? I need to pray for God to change my heart about it. Yep. I need to pray for um, God to convict the other person about it. But how can I better communicate about this? And if I'm incapable of doing that, that's on me. That's not on the other person. So, and I have situations that come up with it like that quite frequently um, with people at my job that you're not always going to get along with. How can I improve my communication skills to still have a good testimony for God and to not let it destroy my peace? Yeah. Yeah, I like what Sean says. Sean goes, that is when you need to take a breath and give it to God. I think many times we forget that. Yeah. And I think that's when like, a lot of times when you hear about like, okay, how do I deal with anger? The first thing is, is you need to count back from 10, right? That's so typical. But what's the purpose and the point of it? It is to take a deep breath and then do the next thing. Exactly what Sean says. We got to turn it over to God. We have to understand that our level of communication is not upon the other party. Okay. It is upon us. It is us. It is mm-hmm. our, purely our ability. We can literally drive a healthy conversation, even with somebody that's unhealthy in communicating. You are really capable of doing that because one of two things will happen. One, you'll get the other person to start following you and understanding like, okay, this is a good conversation and they're following your lead. Or number two, you'll know it's not going anywhere and you'll know then to go back to number two and disengage. That's okay. And it's okay. And that's what healthy communication does. You don't allow people to rile you up because the outcome is not specific on how the person thinks or feels, right? That's the thing. That's where our communication is so important. Developing our, our ability to communicate in a healthier way, in a better way, can literally transform your life. Well, this is something that is so, so simple, but we all get away from it so quickly. And especially when it comes to like emails or social media is you need to step away from that. Give yourself 24 hours, sometimes a week. And if you go back and it's still that important to you, then reach out to the person, maybe privately. But a lot of times I would say 80 to 90% of the time, If you give yourself even 24 hours, it's not going to be that important to you anymore to even let it rile you up. Is it going to be that important five years from now, a year from now that you post that, that you say that, that you do that? Mm. Probably not. And that really puts it in perspective for yourself. I have to do that a lot. Like, is this really that important that I need to absolutely say something to them? Is it really going to change their mind? Is it really going to benefit our relationship? Probably not. Then I don't need to. It's not worth it. Yeah, I, I always like to. Th- this is how I think of even marriage. Okay, is oh boy, here we go. You want you want a healthy, good, strong marriage. You need to become a good, healthy, strong individual. Mm-hmm. And how do we do that? Working on ourselves, right? Taking our own faith, family, and future to the next level under the control of things that we can do, right? In conjunction with Christ, and then we partner with somebody, right? We partner, and we do so much of almost all of it is communication to some degree. I right. love communicating. I'm an over communicator. 
you are. And it's really helped me up my game because I'm already a communicator too. So we feed off of each other. So we had Jay and Laura LaFoon on last week and they mentioned something that is really powerful and something that Christy and I currently do. We just never really had a name for it, but it's really powerful. We're stealing it. We told you. We told them we were going to steal it from them. And they said, you know, we call it getting in the car, right? So we're going to get in the car. And what's getting the car mean? It means we're putting everything down and we're going to talk like we're Mm -hmm. sitting in the car on a road trip. And Christy and I, when we go on road trips, uh, if she drives, I sit in the passenger seat. I don't get on my phone. And why? It's because it's really allowing us to truly communicate. Mm-hmm. Because whether I can hear her, whether I'm able to talk to her, if I have my phone in my hands, that alters the way that we communicate. You're it not sends present. different right. It sends different signals and I'm not truly present. So when we talk about deepening your ability to really develop your communication, it's on all levels. It's on all levels. And that right there can set you up for success in engagements and steer you away from being angry because then you're not getting as frustrated. Yeah. You're calm. You understand you're in control of you during the conversations. And facts don't care about your feelings, right? You can stick to things that make a difference. Even when you're in heated conversations with people that are being irrational, you're still in control. But how can you develop your communication? And that's the whole thing. Like a lot of people, you they can say like, oh, I just need to get better at communicating. Well, how are you going to do that? Are you going to read books? Are you going to maybe reach out to a trusted source or a trusted confidant that you have and mm. ask? Like, because you know they're going to respond to you in love and tell you the truth, not what you want to hear, but also you trust them and you're not going to get offended by them because they love you. You know, like, how can I, do I listen really well? How can I improve on my listening skills? Um, Listening to podcasts. I mean, watching, there's so many things on YouTube now that will help with communication, how you can improve your active listening skills, read the Bible, pray. Like, what are you doing to improve it? And I love that. I love reversing things a lot of times, too. That's a huge um, habit that I've gotten into now. Like, if I see a quote on Facebook that says, like, don't underestimate a person that um, has went through a lot. And then I like to flip that around and say, okay, yeah, you're saying that don't underestimate that person that has went through a lot. Don't underestimate yourself if you went through a lot. Like, what can you do? What can you always self-reflect about? So anytime that you see quotes about anything, always try to flip the script on it and see what you can learn from it that way, too. There's so much to be found in quotes and positive things in the Bible, all of that stuff. So you really need to put these things in action. If you just say, I need to improve my communication, but you don't do anything about it, or you're always responding in anger, or you're Mm. always engaging, or if you're always trying to control the outcomes and you're never self-reflecting, then it's great. I mean, actions speak louder than words, even for yourself. So... That's why for the challenge today, I think is super important. So I want to throw that up because we need to challenge ourselves and you. Are you an angry person? Do you consider yourself an angry person? And if so, you need to change the way that you think about yourself. You don't want your identity to Mm. be something like you're an angry person because you're not. You just need to have the tools and you need to equip yourself properly to be able to manage your anger. It's possible. You may feel like you're an angry person and you may even feel like you have the right to be angry all the time. But God did not place you on this earth to spew out anger and to be upset and frustrated and angry all the time in all of your your communication and any other way that you interact with people. He wants you to love other people. But the only way to do that is really to to dive deep, just like Christy said, take action and truly develop yourself. Well, and if you're annoyed all the time, so there's no, 
Like Josh said earlier, I deleted a comment off of our Facebook page and some people may disagree with that and that's okay. Like some people are like, oh, you should be able to handle other points of view posted on your Facebook page. That's, that's fine if you feel that way. But I also feel like if I'm annoyed all the time about social media, I shouldn't be on social media anymore. If someone feels the need to post a nasty comment on my Facebook page, it's my Facebook page and I can delete it. I mean, I, I don't and I don't need to have that on there. And first off, like I said earlier, I like to spread positivity. I don't want anyone getting on my page and seeing an argument. I don't want them seeing negative comments. I don't want them seeing those things. I only want them to see us spreading God's love and promoting like positive things. And then the other thing is, and we joke around about this, but is that something that's very, very serious? And I don't pray about it enough. I don't pray for God to change my heart enough about it. But when I get in the car and I am driving, I am very, very, very angry to the point. Like if I have him on the phone, I can't even focus on what he's saying. I am so irritated This is why they don't put missile launchers as an option on everybody's cars, because I would be murdering people like I would actually be murdering people and because I would just blow them up because you don't think about people being in the car. You just think about that car like cutting you off. You don't think about a person. You think about that car cut me off. I want to ram them off the road, you know, and that's something that I seriously God puts the slowest drivers in front of me everywhere I go. It can be clear sailing. 10 miles as far as the eye can see, except for the one car that's fronting me doing 10 miles under the speed limit. And then he does that to me on purpose and I know it and I still am not improving on it because it just, mm, it, I just get so angry and I don't need to. No, I'm never late. Never late. I'm always on time. If I'm late, then it's, it's a rare occasion. I shouldn't say never. Um, I am late sometimes. Yes. I shared it on Facebook because that was hilarious. That would be, that is me. I'm like singing Christian songs and all of a sudden I'm like, mm-hmm. why are we stopping? You know, and then I'm like, how great our God. You know, it's like, it's not, it doesn't, my actions in the car aren't matching my spirit. And I'm actually probably groaning the Holy Spirit mm. when I act like that. Because what if, that's a person that watches our podcast and knows that I'm a Christian and that I should be doing better. What if it's a person that goes to our church? We have a large church. I don't know every single person that goes to our church. It, it, what if that is a teenage driver and I expect other people to have respect for my teenage drivers and I'm not having the same respect for that person. And as soon as I start talking to myself like that and, and giving myself some hard truths, that puts me in check and I don't do it enough. I don't. I I get lost in my emotions, and if I could ram people, I would. And it's and we joke about it, but it's it's a serious problem. I get very angry. Yeah, I mean, you know, when we talk about anger and we talk about driving, I think it's I think that's the majority of adults because we don't feel like people are driving the way that we want. And I think that really results back to number one. I mean, we could recover all these again, but I think that's part of yeah. the control. I think we have to drop the control. We have to say, okay, you know, I need to accept that traffic isn't always going to be perfect, probably will never be perfect. And that's a hard thing. And for some people, it's easier to accept than other people. It is. And that is something that we need to work on. That's why when we have this podcast, these are things that we currently need to work on ourselves. It's not like this is a perfect world. We've done it all. We fixed it all. Now we're here to share some ideas. No, these are things that we need to implement in our own lives 
and continue to work on and get stronger on. So challenge yourself. Am I an angry person? Are you an angry person? If you feel like you are, let's change the way that you you, you talk about yourself, number one. And number two, what are you going to do about it? You know, are you going to apply these things this week and do something and make sure that well, you manage your anger? Well, there's two things when it comes to driving. Okay, number one is that we take a driver's training test when we are 16 years old and have all these bad habits and we never have to take another test ever. So my son will never, who is not a good driver, (laughs) will never have to take another test again. He'll just have his driver's license forever. And all these bad ways that he's driving, he'll just drive like that forever. Like put roundabouts in, never driven in a roundabout before. These people that are like 80, 90 years old that stop in the middle of the roundabout, they've never seen it before. They've never had to do it. Right? It's like... It blows my mind that we only have to take one test and we never have to get tested again. We should. Me included. Disengage. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah. I, never I had took something else too and I got ever. so worked up about, oh that, about that point I forgot. Sarah Devine's like, I never took driver's training. I don't even know what that means. Do you have a driver's license? <laughs> what? We'll have to talk to you about that one because I don't even know what that means. <clears throat> Do you drive, Sarah Devine? I've never seen you drive, I don't think. No, I had another point, too, and I got so worked up about that one, I forgot the other one. The anger of... It was about driving. So, the whole point is, is work on your anger. We need to work on ours. Work on yours. We can do it together. That's the awesome thing about being part of a community. You know, Mm -hmm. let's share down in the comments. People are later going to... You know, this is live now, but this gets hundreds of views later, hopefully more than that. You know, and and the comments really are a a, a benefit to other people. So share a story, share a tip, share something that maybe we didn't touch on. We only touched on a few things that we believe work. There's thousands and millions of other things that work for different people. So Mm -hmm. that's the beautiful thing about growing is that we all have something that we can add value to. So this is a a podcast that we want interaction with and, and help with. So drop it down in the comments. Let us know what you think. And please do not forget to help share the word and beat Mark Zuckerberg and his algorithms of Facebook. So help us get some reach. So anyway, we'll stop rambling. Uh, thanks for being with us today. You have anything you want to finish with my love? No, I forgot my other point. I'm just focusing on that. Which is part of control. <laughs> hey, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.